Welcome to a brand new episode of Tile Light Talk. This is Casey. And this is Chris. And it's episode number 183. Chris, can you even believe it? I can, because we did 182 last week. Okay, fine. I guess I can, I can believe it now. Totally believe it as long as we're <laughs> as long as we're doing this consistently. It feels hey, like yeah. feels like 183 episodes. Feels, feels thick. Yeah, it does. Um so before we get into the news, of which uh, there's a lot actually this week, um, what uh, what are you geeking out on, Chris? What's been going on? Uh, um, what am I geeking out on? I have been, I finished my He-Man marathon. I watched 130 episodes of that with my wife. Nice. Kicked off She-Ra. Uh, so that's that's even more enjoyable because it is it is basically a continuation of that of that show better animation and better storytelling. So very excited to get deep into She-Ra. Uh, and um, what else, man? Just pursuing a lot of plastic. Man, uh, we'll talk about Mando Monday when we do Pursuit of Plastic today, but that was a crazy day. But yeah, just um, just working, uh, trying to get the room ready for the arrival of my toys. Uh, and then in terms of, say, Halloween stuff, I've been just watching random movies and, and spooky stuff. I did watch Nightbreed, as you recommended. Uh, I watched it this past week and enjoyed it. What did you think? It was good. I wish you watch I watched the Cabal it. edition? No, I watched whatever the free one on Amazon is. Okay. Because um, they got so much. I forgot. I didn't even know it was. It's cool because it was Clive Barker, and I've been trying to watch some Clive Barker. Um, but I, it's sometimes I wish I would have watched some of these earlier in life because <laughs> they don't. Like they hold up well enough, but at the same time, it's it's kind of it's fun, you know. I get it. I yeah. get it. It was it's... good though. I enjoyed it, and I think a TV show would be cool. Sweet man. Yeah, me too. And uh, I can't wait to see it when it comes out. Um, can't wait to see a lot of things when they come out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've been um, just trying to think here. I I've been just watching Entourage. Uh, like I'm on season six of eight, and then I'll watch the movie. And uh, you know, it's only half hour, and I've seen it. You know, I saw it when it was on, and then I'd watch it here and there, just throughout the years. But I haven't done a full rewatch ever. So it's uh, it's a really good show, and it's kind of funny. Like they predicted Aquaman. Uh, he just got um, The Great Gatsby. Uh, there was a couple other ones where you're like movies where you thought like, oh, this is a stupid idea in early 2000s. And then it's like, oh, nope, nope, we're going to do that. Gal Gadot was just in the episode I watched, like before everything, you know, <laughs> like so it's uh, I like I like that show. And um, it's a cool little peek behind the scenes of Hollywood. So just been watching a lot of that. And then um you know, oh, we finished. We finished Pursuit of Plastic. Okay. Uh, everybody, thank you for for helping with that. Um, that ended up uh, over the weekend. We made our goal. Uh, we're just waiting for those Kickstarter funds to come in so we can start printing and all that fun stuff. But um, yeah, definitely geeking out on the fact that we funded a comic book and we can do more of the Pursuit of Plastic. So uh you know we're we're holding off on kickstarters for the rest of the year um i know there's only a couple months left but 
you know, spec 2021 to be a DFAT comics uh, deluge. <laughs> Sounds exciting. <laughs> it better be. You're part of it. That's right. <laughs> um, all right. So let's get over to Marvel News. Uh, first thing first, I'm going to screw the heck out of this name, but sh- show show. Till Gomez, I think I did that. Shock Till Gomez. There you go. Uh, <laughs> she's been cast in Doctor Strange two. You know, she was a member of the Babysitters Club, um, and you know, we don't quite know what her role is gonna be, uh, but that's it. <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> I don't know the actress. I just know that she's cast in a movie that I will watch. Oh, exactly, exactly. Just. Like all these castings are great, uh, but we need we need more of this production is starting type of stuff, which we'll talk about. Uh, and the question is, is when will we see Doctor Strange two? So I mean, Disney and Mar- Marvel have to make a decision about streaming. They have to make that big decision soon because um, we got like Shang Chi just stopped or finished filming. There's a lot of things coming down the pipeline, and they're. They're more than okay with waiting, but are the rest of us? Right. So, I mean, we will, but... Yeah, we will, because we don't have a choice. But yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's you know, we'll see what's going on uh, when we start getting some actual dates set in stone. But uh, in the meantime, animation's going real strong, and we've got a new show coming um, called Next Gen, based off the comic of the same name. We've got Lena Hetty and we've got Luke Wilson um, and Finn Wolfhard uh, leading the cast of this new animated series about two twin brothers who get infused with nanotech and uh, have to save the world sort of thing. So I I've never read this comic. Um, the casting, you know, the voice casting is cool and I, I'm glad that we're getting more uh, animated stuff from Marvel because that's one area where. Uh, they've been kind of lacking. Um, but the other thing that's really cool is uh, it's going to be from the same studio, uh, Bardell, Entertain- uh, Bardell Entertainment, who does the Dragon Prince. And and I like that style of animation. It's kind of like a mix between 2D and 3D. So uh, it'll be kind of interesting to see that. Sounds great. Except uh, I have to correct you. Marvel shut down three animated projects that seemed pretty cool. Uh, they did Hulu, so I—that's their fault. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. So, I mean, it's just like they're lacking. You know, they're yeah. lacking. <laughs> this, like, it's fine. I don't care about next gen. Honestly, um, I would have cared more about those Hulu shows. So, I mean, whatever they're deciding to pick and choose, I guess what works best for them is what matches their MCU. Uh, you know, their 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 theme that they always yeah. use for this MCU stuff, and and they don't want to risk going into these 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 more obscure things for some reason but we'll see i mean we're getting modok at least and um what's the other one we'll talk about that in a second but eh, live action is that yeah we'll um yeah you know, like you said we'll see okay so this is okay this is not 100 percent confirmed but we have to report on it um the news outlets are saying um and the most prominent one that i kind of will believe for the most part is deadline has said Mm -hmm. that oscar isaac um has been in talks and possibly cast in the role of moon knight um you'll remember him as the only star wars actor who didn't talk shit about disney (laughs) along Mm -hmm. with daisy ridley (laughs) 
so he can still be in the Disney family. Um, and honestly, Oscar Isaac has been a solid actor ever since the first time I can remember him, which I think was in Sucker Punch. And since then, you know, he's just been doing good movies. And uh, I, I, hell yeah, bring him into that role. Oscar Isaac is a gift to all of us. Don't forget that, everybody. Um, yeah, I mean, we've been waiting for news on this Moon Knight show. I'm tired of this. He's in talks, speculation, all this stuff. Just like, just announce it. It's the same thing all the time. It's like he's in talks and we don't hear about it for months. So it's just such a weird thing. And it is pretty much a done deal from what I've read. So looking forward to that show. Absolutely. And finally, in <laughs> Marvel News, Spider-Man 3 has begun filming. Uh, we saw some Tom Holland uh, on the set. I saw some pictures of Zendaya on the set today. And I am very, very excited to see um, that moving along and a Marvel Studio release moving along in production. So um, I'm, I'm pumped up. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's get our Spider-Man together. I saw a picture where this weird thing where Tobey Maguire was like revealing himself as Uncle Ben because we haven't seen the Uncle Ben in the MCU yet. And this fan art was like, making him uncle ben and revealing that to tom holland and i was and i was like all right wait a second that would be kind of a weird thing to happen but it could make sense at the same time uh with aunt may being younger in these movies i don't know what they have planned with the multiverse and all that fun stuff and what's going to happen with him being revealed and all that so but hey filming means one step closer to seeing this movie and and that's something to be excited about um so let's jump across the pond to DC. Uh, first things first, Michael B. Jordan is set to produce a static shock movie. Uh, you know, no casting or, or anything, uh, director, all that kind of stuff. But um, it's pretty cool that uh, he's, he's you know, excited to start building this new universe centered around black superheroes. And um, if you watch on the CW-verse... Um, the other electric uh, black superhero, <laughs> uh, Black Lightning, has been doing a fantastic job over there. So it'd be nice to see this kind of action up on the big screen. Yeah, that's all generational superheroes right there for you. Um, Static Shock deserves his place back in the mainstream, honestly. I mean, and when they announced all those titles and, and whatnot at uh, Fandom... That's, you know, that's that was exciting. So more diversity, more of these projects that, you know, are, are, are their heroes because I'm tired of seeing Batman and everything. So I want to see these other characters do well. I think that DC has a good library. And now that they have streaming, a good streaming service as well, we can only hope that, you know, there's more concentration on that with the lesser known. Exactly. So... Yeah, let's talk about the streaming service. Um, over there on the HBO Max, uh, it looks like Jared Leto and Joe Manganiello have joined the Snyder Cut. Um, Joe Manganiello's fine. You know, he was Deathstroke, and he showed up at the end of Justice League originally. Jared Leto was the one that kind of threw me for a loop there. Um, just did not expect that. When that got announced the other day, I was like, oh, okay. Now, what are you doing? <laughs> What does this mean? If you look into 
some reporting on the on what was going to be done, some concept art and whatnot, you will see the involvement of the Joker in all of this, whether it was like an Injustice Society that, that Lex had put together or what. Yeah. For Dark Side. Who knows what it is, but so, whatever Zack Snyder wants to come up with that drew all these people together for this 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 redo. Um, I don't know. I loved it. I, I really felt bad when Joe Mag- Maggiano or whatever lost that role. I was really looking forward to that because I liked the guy a lot and I loved Deathstroke. So that was a big disappointment from from Zack Snyder's quote unquote failure uh, of his movies. So now we get he gets a second try. Um, I'll show you some artwork that I came across with something interesting on it regarding the Joker. Let me ask you, this does well, this four hour yeah. movie spread out in between one hour parts. This does well, you know, viewership goes up to HBO Max, people are digging it, it's got good reviews. Is there a possibility for a continuation of what he set up in this? Yeah, why not? Um, If he does well, this does well, and people like it, there's no reason why this can't tie all together still. It's not like they've done too much with the other DC movies besides kind of set themselves apart from Justice League yeah. and what Snyder did. So it would be easy to intertwine it back in again. And my question was, all right, you're doing all this new God stuff. What does that say for Ava Duvrovne's yeah. New Gods movie? Um, and what her and, you know, Tom, Tom King have put together so far for that. Um, so I, I would say there's a lot of possibilities with the fact that Warner Brothers getting smarter about their DC properties and and sharing characters and stuff that there's not much left to be said if this does well. Yeah, I would say, given what you kind of said, um, it could easily spin off into a a bad guy Lex led movie if all of them are willing to come back. You know, Joker, Lex, give me what is it? My favorite video game of all time, Lego Batman Two. You know, give me that plot where Joker and Lex team up to take down these guys. I would call me in. (laughs) Yeah. And honestly, a lot of people give Jesse Eisenberg a lot of shit for that role. I don't think he really had a chance with that role um, post Batman versus Superman. So I'd like to see more of that Lex we saw at the end of the movie where he's shaved head in jail and very angry. Um, Because what he played through that entire movie was definitely more... It wasn't it wasn't like Lex Luthor wasn't like that at one point in the comics. So people can argue all they want. It's not a good version, but there's so many different versions of these characters that I would I would give him another chance, honestly, because I do like him as an actor. Me, too. And I think he just as an actor, from what I know, seems like he is a little bit like Lex Luthor. Um, So. All right. Enough of the speculation. Uh, uh, Mark Guggenheim, who pretty much helped create the entire Arrowverse, uh, left that uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths with his swan song, and now he's going to be writing for Green Lanterns for HBO Max. So staying in the family, uh, you know, but going over to the big the big pond. What's your thoughts on that? I am um, I'm glad that Guggenheim didn't get destroyed by uh, those allegations against him earlier and earlier, earlier. Um, glad that he's back doing what he does best and i think that he is he is a really good creative mind and i think this green lantern show will benefit from 
him being on it, you know, get these guys attached that have been writing comics for a long time. That's always what we've been saying. Get the guys who know what they're doing to write these scripts because that's they do it. They do it as their job. You know, it's it. it they live it. Yeah. Yep. 100% agree. And um, I, I, I can't wait to see what that show is going to be like. And then finally, Stargirl. Uh, we've got some casting news here. Uh, Nick Tarabay, who recently played Captain Boomerang on the Arrowverse, or Asher in my favorite show of all time, Spartacus. <laughs> uh, he's cast as Eclipso. And then we've got Jonathan Cake uh, cast as Sh- The Shade. Um, I'm not, I don't know who either one of these characters are personally, but maybe you do. Of course I do. Um, so The Shade you see at the end, he's the guy who is very mysterious in the picture. He's always kind of in, in the shadow. Uh, in the picture yeah, yeah, when you yeah, see yeah. It. Gotcha. And then he in shows the shade, up maybe. Yeah. In the shade, <laughs> yes, exactly. The shadow. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's that's cool. I'm glad that um, that's been cast. Uh, Eclipso was a big surprise uh, that they mentioned his name uh, or her name or whatever whatever form it takes. Uh, so it'll be exciting to see how they play this out. Uh, good actor, and um, Eclipso is is god like god level. So it's it'll be interesting to see how this is all handled. Hmm. Interesting. And then uh, finally, also, I forget we didn't put it in there, but we did get our first look at Red Hood in mm. Titans, um, which looks like Red Hood. It, it literally exactly like him. And that is one thing about that show is that they don't fuck around with the costumes too much. Like, I understand that, like, Starfire maybe isn't what you guys thought she was going to look like, but I feel like they do a pretty decent job with it's sticking to the to the actual costumes. Absolutely. And Starfire, in my opinion, is is way better than I thought it would oh, end up being. She's one of the she's, best parts of that show. <laughs> yeah, she's badass, she's beautiful. I don't I don't care. Like all these haters need to go back in your hole. But the Red Hood reveal, you know, I love it. It looks great. Like you said, it looks a red hood. Here's the issue. This is Titans. Titans is a mess of a show. As much as it looks good, they they have some storytelling problems. It's going to be interesting to see this Gotham-centric season because we're going to get these other characters from the Batman world. Now we're getting Red Hood without much of an explanation of um, Karen Walters. He just rode off into the sunset on his motorcycle at the end of season two, right? So it was shown that he was separating himself and he went off and he got killed, hopefully by the Joker. Uh, right. The Joker's dead in this world. No, that was a that was a fever dream. That's right. So who knows? I don't know what they're going to do. I don't. I'm somebody who could be very accepting of changing the narrative a little bit, but I don't want them to make the mistakes that they made with season one and two. Um, I hope that they they had some time to go back, listen to what fans are saying, and make some amends. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'll be cautiously optimistic. That's it. They always start really strong, and then the ending. Uh, but let's go to a galaxy far, far away, Chris. What do we got going on? All right. So as we should have already been reading the High Republic uh, back in August, <laughs> unfortunately, it got um, yeah, unfortunately it got delayed. But they've been throwing teases at us here and there, and uh, this week we got to meet the Padawans. Uh, they had revealed 
you know, the, I believe they revealed the Jedi Masters or whatever they're going to, the Knights, yeah. not too, like a couple weeks ago. Now we're getting the, the, the sorry, the Padawans. So um, pretty exciting. Uh, it's a nice lineup. We have Baraga, the Wookiee. We have uh, Reith Silas, a human, another human by the name of Lula Telesola, another human by the name of Bel Zedifar. Oh, great. All humans. But, um, no. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, it is a, um, yeah, but it's a diverse cast for the humans. Um, <laughs> so I guess that's a good thing. But, you know, this is cool. I like I like the fact that they do have a Wookiee Padawan. It reminds me of the old uh, when the uh, the the EU books with uh, Jason and Jaina, the young Jedi Knights books that they did with those two and like Chewie's nephew or something was in it, and that was uh, he was a popular character back in the day. So yeah, yeah, this looks cool. This looks fun. I can't wait. I'm really excited. Um. Next up, let's talk about a little bit about the Mandalorian. Um, this is a real thing. I, I, I saw you send that picture to me, um, and I, I thought it was just a mock-up. But this, the Mandalorian Xbox controller is for real? Yeah, it's real, and it's $160. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, but... You know, in addition to that, you can you can play your squadrons and um, Disney's also releasing uh, some deal like just a cosmetic DLC for squadrons where you can add a, a little uh, baby Yoda statue to your cockpit, which is uh, bobblehead. Pretty cool. Yeah, you fly, right. You'll fly around. It just I, 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 I haven't gotten that far where I can really customize that much. So I really need no, to play either. <laughs> just want like a Twilight bouncing around in my my cockpit. As they say. Um, next up, Mandalorian hits Friday. We've all waited patiently more than others, but it's it's almost here. Season two will premiere with what they're saying is a 52-minute episode. Now, when you think about season one, a lot of the episodes were 30 to 40 minutes. Uh, I'll take it because of the great production, uh, production quality, but this is exciting to hear that there are going to be longer episodes right out of the gate. So let's yeah. hope that we get those those uh, straight, you know, more of those straight through. Very excited. Uh, been trying to stay away from spoilers and more. So they've been pretty good at keeping them. So we'll see what happens. Can't wait. Mm. Uh, and then uh, comics news, not too much. Just a couple things of our interest. Uh, Future Slate is hitting in January. Uh, I looked at the solicitations today for DC, and it's pretty much every comic from DC in January is from this future slate. I don't know if it's only in January. It seems that way because it's a bunch of stuff. And the rest of the comics, except for maybe like six titles, got put on hold uh, for that month. So cheap month for cheap month for me as a DC Comics fan. But uh, one little bit of news coming out of uh, future slate, and since this takes place in the future... Uh, there was a character named Red X, uh, who was, he debuted in the Teen Titans cartoon, the 2003 one. Uh, and it was a man, it was a villain mantle that was used by Robin at the time. So, uh, it was a cool character, comic book, uh, not comic book origin. Uh, and so he'll be coming into the DC main, uh, in January with this, uh, with this future slate lineup. 
Huh. That's pretty cool. I like when they do that, and I like mm-hmm. that they're incorporating a lot more of their entire universe, you know, cartoons, movies, comics, etc. Exactly. I mean, Harley Quinn's the best example. Um, Aqualad from um, from Young Justice is another great one. So I love that because it just it's it just opens up the world and 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 the fact that they can take these characters and make them canon even better. So uh, and then in Marvel news, uh, a new Iron Fist uh, series is coming. It's a six mini six issue mini series, Iron Fist: Heart of the Dragon, written by Larry Hama. And art by David Washter. Larry Hanna, man. Um, I have been rereading uh, some of the G.I. Joe. Well, reading for the first time G.I. Joe stuff from, from Marvel. And I got to say, there's a little arc that gives you the origin of Snake Eyes, Storm Shadow. Well, specifically Snake Eyes. And, and Larry Hama wrote it. And I was like, this, this is some Iron Fist type stuff right here when I was reading that. So uh, when this miniseries got announced, I was super, super pumped um, that he's going to be taking on that role. Now, when you say um, Iron Fist-esque character creation or writing, are you talking about like whitewashing an Asian role? (laughs) Well, Larry (laughs) Hama is Asian, so I mean... (laughs) Isn't that weird? Isn't that a weird thing? Um, I mean... Iron Fist is one of those things where you, like we've argued about this, um, but I do agree that I mean it's like they it's so it was people would write these white characters into these roles that maybe they shouldn't have been in, and I was like, and I totally forgot that Snake Eyes was a white dude until I looked it up like a week ago because I was like, oh, is he is he Japanese or whatever? And I was like, no, wait he's a minute, blonde no, he's hair, not. blue eyes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, it's cool that like that Asian that. guy is taking over the role because like. Mm-hmm. Because really, you had to ask. So the majority of people do not know what his, you know, nationality or even even what that background is. Like, I had no idea when I read it. I was like, oh, OK, that's cool. <laughs> I did not Absolutely. know that. Absolutely. Great character. Great writer. Uh, I'll be looking forward to this Iron Fist series. I haven't. I need an Iron Fist series in my life, Casey. It's been a while. 100 percent agree. What are those Iron Fist Mezcos we ordered? God. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, I think it's time for a commercial. From the far reaches of the galaxy to an internet location near you, we're Don'tForgetATowel.com, your daily source for geeky pop culture news, reviews, interviews, and so much more. So as you're hitchhiking your way through the universe, don't forget to travel safe, and don't forget a towel. What you don't realize is that it ain't easy. It is hard goddamn work making something this bitch ass look like a geek. So I must be doing it for a reason. It's you. It's always been you. And it's worth fighting. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Join me. Gutsy Media Podcast. Because movies are our life. DFAT Comics is the publishing branch of Don'tForgetATowel.com, the only place to travel geekly. Focusing on creator-owned and independent titles like Hollowed, Pursuit of Plastic, 
and fairy, and many more. DFAT Comics will be a mix of genres appealing to every kind of reader. Join the new source of comic book entertainment with DFAT Comics. We are back from commercials, and we are ready to talk about crowd sorcery. Uh, this is a section where we we talk about some Kickstarters or uh, you know crowdfunding projects that are out there, things that we that look interesting to us. So uh, this is one I came across. This actually popped into our inbox, uh, and why it caught my attention is because um, Jack Kirby's name is attached to it. So uh, the idea here is that people are going back and taking these um, these comic characters and comics that are public domain. And they're they're writing new stories about them, um, opening them up to the fa- you know people out there who are interested in comics and may not know who these characters were. And so I came across this. Uh, it's called Bullets and Bandanas. Um, currently, right now, um, they're looking for five hundred dollars for this. Uh, they're at three almost three hundred dollars. Uh, and so. What this is, is returning from, I'm going to read this, returning from the Old West, the 1940s Las Vegas, Jack Kirby's Lone Rider wages a violent vendetta with an immortal outlaw. Uh, so that's that's the main story of Bolts and Bandanas, all right? And um, it looks fun. It, it looks, it's a new telling from a current writer and a current artist who want to pick up this stuff. But within this Kickstarter, there's cool things like trading cards, of course, uh, alternate covers, like even hand-painted ones. But there's also golden uh, golden age archives, and you can do this as an add-on for each tier. And so they'll give you like old um, old ones, and there's four of them. Uh, one is the golden age of Jack Kirby. Uh, the, the other, the complete lightning, and the lone rider, um, Sheena, and also um, the original Blue Beetle as well. So all these all these cool characters who some of us know who they are, but may, you know, most do not are coming back into the, uh, the spotlight for things like this. So check it out. I'll, uh, I'll leave a, uh, a link in the, uh, in the outline. Yeah. I, I saw this and I thought it was pretty sweet. Um, just because, you know, you don't get to see all those characters out in the, in the limelight. And, um, it's weird where, um, I have friends, uh, who do sparkle comics and they have tracked down like old comics, like uh, pulp comics, you know, similar to like the shadow and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they've been able to just snatch up the rights to them for like. hundred bucks, you know, <laughs> like really nothing expensive or some of them are public domain and uh, been able to adapt it that way. So, yeah, that's why this one kind of stuck out to me, too. I was like, oh, OK, that's a that's a cool thing that you get to do that. Yeah. And being, you know, a Wild West fan and Jack Kirby fan, I was like, hey. Let's let's check this yeah. out. So then I just spent more money than I. So it's good times. Um, next up, uh, something a little here. If you're a fan of, uh, say, Harry Potter and James Bond, came across Spies of Salem. And so Spies of Salem, uh, it follows the adventures of four female witches who face off against the forces of evil across the globe. Uh, an action adventure comic filled with the thrills of James Bond movies and the magic and mystery of Harry Potter books. Uh, this is a uh, this looks to be more of an adult uh, comic for you guys out there. Uh, and some pretty cool tiers uh, from posters to pinups of the characters. Uh, a lot of fun uh, with that with that side of things. Some great art. Uh, 
Did you have a chance to take a look at this one? I did. Um, I love Harry Potter. I love James Bond. And the mashing of the two of those sounds like a sounds like a fantastic thrill ride that I don't want to get off of. That's so. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And you will not probably want to once you see that artwork. So um, anyway, I'll leave both those links in the uh, in the notes for you guys. Awesome. Uh, all right, let's get over to some TV news. First things first, Tim Burton is developing a live action Adams Family TV show. Uh, we haven't seen that since the 60s. Um, here's the thing. Tim Burton's Dark Shadows, which is an, a live action adaptation of the of the show, is absolutely fantastic, that movie. So him bringing that aesthetic that he does so well uh, to a to a TV show, letting it breathe, you know, through multiple episodes. I am in. I don't know, you know, Gomez and and Morticia, well, all of them trying to nail down all the actors. That's going to be the hard part, unless you're able to get Oscar Isaac to come. <laughs> I know he just voiced the role in the animated thing, but um, he looks like Gomez and Sucker Punch. So yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know. I'm excited. I, I always loved. Uh, that show and those movies, we actually went as the Adams Family for Chris- or for Halloween last year for Christmas as well. Uh, yeah, so uh, I want to check this out. Definitely, uh, I still need to watch that cartoon. I just, you know, I just thought it was I can actually watch it now that it's available on Amazon, I think, or whatever. Yeah, think but so. Tim Burton doing TV, yeah, it's doing. Oh, why this hasn't happened already? Um, and so. This uh, this will be uh, an interesting thing, especially seeing that Adam's family start on TV, right? Yeah, yeah, full exactly. circle, full circle. Uh, but speaking of of Tim Burton, and and when I was watching Nightbreed and going back to um, oh god, now I'm drawing a blank of the of the music. <laughs> Danny, Danny Elfman. Elfman. I was like, Danny Elfman did the Nightbreed soundtrack, and. All the music is like reminds me of the Batman '89 music with like the role, just the way it is. It's really, it's really crazy when you watch it. I didn't want to really jump far away from what we were talking about, but yeah, it just kind of popped in my head. I was really, really kind of amazed by it. Yeah, that <laughs> the music is having fantastic because you know it's Danny Elfman. It's only a year later. Um, mm-hmm. you know, Batman 89 and this is 90. And you know, what's kind of funny is like the more you listen to soundtracks, like they all have them, those certain cues, like Alan Silvestri has used the back to the future, little in Avengers, you know what I mean? And, and when you hear the justice league soundtrack from Elfman, it's very reminiscent of Batman intentionally, but John Williams, there are times when I go, is it star Wars? Or is it, you know what I mean? Like one of the other ones. Like sometimes he he falls back. Or or, or is this Jurassic Park? Or is this E.T.? You know what I mean? So um, they it's cool. They kind of leave their own signature on it. And uh, yeah, hope, man, if he got Danny Elfman, he could actually. Danny Elfman does the Tales from the Crypt theme song and The Simpsons. And you know what I mean? So he's not a he's definitely not opposed to doing TV shows. So uh, and he's back in the studio hopefully working on a new Oingo Boingo album. Um, but stay tuned for that when we talk about it in It Crept from the 80s YouTube show. <laughs> uh, anyway, enough Danny Elfman. Uh, Say by the Bell. Uh, they released a trailer for the Peacock. Comes out in November. 
It's hands down one of my favorite shows of all time. And this reimagining, as they're calling it, uh, looks pretty fun. And I, I'm I'm excited to see uh, how this goes. They've been talking about it on the the podcast, Zach to the Future, where they go <laughs> through uh, the entire series episode by episode, which is a, it's a very good podcast. Who does uh, this podcast? So, like, I guess a couple of the actresses from The Office started doing a podcast where they go through every episode. I don't know who it is because I don't really care about The Office that much. Um, And then other podcasts started popping up like that. So Entourage has one where they go through. It's a bunch of the Entourage guys. And so So it's like the cast. Yeah. So Zach to the future is Zach and this guy who wrote uh, Zach Morris's trash for Funny or Die. And now he got to become a writer on this new Say by the Bell. Um, And then, you know, Zach will call up people on the phone, like either somebody who's like a side character or like. You know, Mario Lopez has been on there. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Tiffany Amber Theason has been on there. Elizabeth Berkeley has been on there. So he'll call them up and be like, hey, do you remember when we, sh- you know, shot this episode? And they go through every one. So, oh, my God, it's an amazing podcast if you're a Saved by the Bell fan. And I cannot wait for this <laughs> this new show. Yeah, that's cool. I um, I have Peacock through my cable company for free or my internet oh, yeah. company. Sweet. So, so, so give me your credentials. Because <laughs> I don't have <laughs> That's so loud, especially on the air. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know if it'll work because it is no, attached yeah, to my fine. cable subscription, unfortunately for you. I'll be uh, buying it for that, for Say by the Bell and Punky Brewster. I started Brave New World. I haven't gone back to it. Mm. Um, okay, Netflix uh, announced today uh, that Assassin's Creed is going to be getting a live action show. I didn't watch the movie as much as I like um, him. Uh, he can sometimes be in real shit movies. And, you know, I didn't think it needed to be a movie. Uh, a TV show seems like a better idea, especially with that. If they really stick with the original concept of Assassin's Creed of like being part of this guy's lineage and going from the future to the past, a two hour movie seems like way too complex for that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, I'm you know, I like these video games getting adapted. You know, I think this is a good idea and uh, I hope Netflix lets it lets it breathe properly. Yes, Uh, the movie is better than you would have. I guess it's better than you think it is, but okay. it's still not good. Um, <laughs> okay. Is it better than Tomb Raider, it, which we turned off after like an hour, I think, if that? Yeah. No, you know, there's been there's been a couple movies I've shut off, and they're video game movies. It's Warcraft and Tomb Raider. Oh, um, still yeah. didn't watch Warcraft, so yeah. No. People say it's good enough, but I'm not. I'm not a good enough guy sometimes so yeah i um i don't know i i was talking to rocco today about it because he he's a big ac fan he's played more ac than me and i'm a fan um and i said to him and we said kind of like it would be nice if they didn't fully adapt the games that it was kind of around it or it was a, like those characters existed but it was a different tale i don't know if i want to rehash 
of what happened, but I, I right. imagine that's what's going to happen. Or they could go the Resident Evil way and do it totally different. So I don't know. I would like a reimagining if, if, if needed, but I do agree that it should be more along the lines of the original games. Not that I don't like these new games, but they're more Witcher than anything. Right, right. So that's coming eventually. Uh, Willow is going to... This is an official announcement, uh, really. They've been talking about it, but uh, it's coming to Disney+. Plus. Warwick Davis is returning to the role, and John, John M. Chu is directing the pilot. Uh, speaking of um, G.I. Joe, he directed those movies, and I like those movies. And he was attached to Masters of the Universe for the longest time, but um, you know we don't know what the hell's going on with that, so... This is cool. This is a win-win for everybody and for Disney Plus and Nostalgia and Warwick Davis. <laughs> yeah, it's about time. Um, just, you know, hopefully Ron Howard is the overlord of this. Uh, yeah. Del Kilmer decides to show up. I'm, I'm sure he's not really doing anything much right now. But he needs to come back as Mad Mardigan. Um, if he's he's not- in that Maverick sequel. I know. I know. Yeah. He's doing all his is he's doing that old man world tour like Harrison Ford did, yes. you know. So it's time. It's time. Um it's time for uh it's time for him to come back as Mad Morgan. It was it's past due time for a Willow anything. So I'm very excited that it's gonna be a TV show because flesh it all out. A movie would be cool, but TV shows, it's where it's at these days, storytelling. Speaking of which, um, Jonathan Entwistle uh, is attached to bring the Power Rangers in a way that we've never seen before. Um, here's the thing. This guy is the creator of End of the Fucking World and I'm Not Okay, which are two like real like angsty, funny shows on Netflix, um, especially the former. I love that show. Um, so he's going to be bringing Power Rangers together in helming both a TV series and a movie. And the show and the movie will be connected, uh, which is, you know, it happens every once in a while. You see like an X-Files sort of thing or, or whatever. But this is uh, pretty huge if you are a Power Rangers fan or people like Chris and I who would definitely be thrown under the casuals. Uh, <laughs> you know, Power Rangers. You know, I, I, I bet you anything if I read the Power Rangers comics. I bet you anything I'd be into it uh, because I'm sure they expand the lore in that. But just at the time of you know, when it was coming on, I, I never got I got too invested. So I didn't really care at the time. You know, what's so weird is like how 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 like even a year or two makes a difference in what you grew up on. Right. So we can be a year or two older than somebody. And I never watched Power Rangers because I didn't get into it. I felt like I just got like it was it was Batman the Animated Series for me. It was all this stuff that I was really into. And then this seemed kind of goofy to me. But some of our but friends love it. I know. That's and the thing. so the thing about it is like I think like it caught that age group. Right. And so whatever. Um, I love the concept. I mean, it's it is it's it's basically like these martial arts guys fighting kaijus and stuff. So, I mean, whatever. Um, this is an interesting thing to me because the movie that they made set itself aside. They tried to retell the story, right? Uh, the it original was fun. Story. It was a yeah. fun movie, man. 
the show has been on for 20 plus years uh, and all of those, that whole world's connected. So I'm kind of confused why they would reboot everything in favor of this, but maybe it'll be cool. Um, I would almost like to see what's going on in the world now, and then they can bring whatever they want to the screen and just share the world. But we'll see what they come up with. I can't, I can't, I can't say yay or nay either way because I'm not a huge fan, um, and I don't want. I'm not gonna, and I, I have no room to put it down because I've never really gotten into it. So, I um, I'd like to see what happens, and maybe because of the reboot, I'll get into it. I think if if they do it the right way, I know they're saying reboot, but sometimes they just attach that. They call it Saved by the Bell a reboot, but it's it's really a continuation. If they do a continuation of the stuff from the '90s, and you bring in like. Tommy and you know all the ones that we actually do kind of know their names um and continue it that way yeah I gotta say something because that's like you confused my by putting reboot on here because that's what I had heard I heard that there was not a reboot happening that this was going to connect everything to the main verse that's that's my original understanding so I was kind of confused by continuation then uh that'd be great because that was the thing with the other movie is that it wasn't not that I care, but yeah. Um, all right, enough Power Rangers talk. Sci-Fi is doing Day of the Dead as a TV series. It's a stupid idea on a shitty budget. I just think it will be horrible. Shitty station. <laughs> shitty station. That's what I'm saying. So, um, you know, it's got some people I actually like attached as far as actors go. Um, and, you know, six strangers trying to survive the first 24 hours of an undead invasion. You know, Day of the Dead's a great movie, uh, you know, George Romero movie. And in some ways, I, if someone told me they like Day of the Dead better than Dawn of the Dead, I'll I'll understand it because it's actually got action. But um, I do. I just I just don't care. I like Day of the Dead the best. It's my favorite. Yeah. See, um, yeah. A lot of people do. Absolutely. Um, I like I said, uh, here's my other thing. I thought the zombie genre was going away, honestly. I mean, this is like, why didn't this show come out two years ago when zombies were still popular? Nobody cares about zombies anymore. Well, Zack Snyder is going to tell you something different. <laughs> uh, but you got plenty to tell Zack Snyder. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and speaking of things that are dead and now are really dead, uh, is Quibi, uh, the experiment that started this summer and, you know, failed just spectacularly um, in in a time where it should have blown up <laughs> a pandemic. They didn't even plan on that and they still failed. So, uh, yeah, you know, just horrible and uh, it's done. And, you know, anything you want to say about that? I do. It was like six months in over a billion dollars. <laughs> yeah, they invested Burn. quite a bit. A billion dollars. Um Honestly, from what I, I never gave it a shot because I never could accept the phone was the only way to watch it. Um, and I never really looked into if I could cast it on my TV or not. I mean, I technically, they, you can cast anything on there. You can, you can, but um, I did. I, I don't know. It just it seemed like it was getting too experimental for the streaming wars. It was too limited. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh 
it's dead. All right, <laughs> let's move on. Uh, we've got movie news. Um, going over to Disney Plus, Rescue Rangers live action movie in the works. Mm. I'm on the fence. <laughs> I'd rather see a cartoon. I used to watch that cartoon a lot, and I, I think live action just makes it seem kind of shitty. This sounds like the stupidest idea I've ever heard. There you go. Next to next to Day of the Dead on Sci-Fi. <laughs> well, what do you think about this day? Jamie Foxx is in Day Shift, which is a uh, Netflix vampire movie. That sounds cool. Blade Two, Blade vampire. Blade Four D. <laughs> Vampires never die. Okay. Now remember <laughs> that zombie people. Um, well, unless you have a steak or you know holy water or you know you know the trope so i love this um i've been you know that lost boys tv show failed i don't even know what happened to it um but we need we need more vampire stuff now i love vampire stuff we all love vampire stuff we're past the twilight stuff thank god uh but yeah i um day shift huh yeah we don't know much about it um other than Jamie Foxx seems to be in the Netflix business and good on him. Um, okay, so Uncharted uh, filming from Sony it has wrapped up filming, which is why Tom Holland is available to shoot Spider-Man. He basically went literally from one film set right to the other, which is good on him. But, you know, they finished and um, we got we got our first look at him, though, uh, it, as Nathan Drake. We got to look at Sully too. Mark Wahlberg is Sully. I didn't see that picture. It's that picture of him. Um, okay. He did like a social share, Mark oh. Wahlberg, did, with the mustache. Yeah, and I think he did the voice. I just haven't watched it yet, but we okay. did see we did see that mustache. <laughs> then you know it's real. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah, I'm more excited I... about that. Um, I I really enjoyed Tom Holland's cosplay. Um, I thought it was great. Uh, could just photoshop his head on there. But you know what? I mean, you can dress up a turd real nice, but still a turd. So we'll see what, what happens with this movie. So yeah. I don't care. Uh, if looks, I don't care if he looks like Nathan Drake. Does he sound like Nathan Drake? Probably not. That's that's it. I'll give um, it a chance. I love Uncharted. I do like Tom Holland, Mark Wahlberg. So got to watch it. Maybe they'll surprise us. I don't see Amy Henning's name on this movie. <laughs> I'm serious. I know. I know. Like if, she, gotta... if she came out and was like, hey, I saw the movie and it was great. And then I'd yeah. be like, OK, cool. Or yeah. or they consulted me the entire movie. I was on set. Then I'd go, OK, there you go. Cool. That's what I was going to say. Uh, all right. Speaking of movies, uh, Battlestar Galactica is coming from Simon Kinberg, um, you know, from X-Men uh the last stand or what is it what's the latest one dark phoenix anyways he's been Simon a producer Kinberg on every has single plenty movie. of stuff out there that's good too so. he, he does but he also has one horrible movie as his only movie that he's directed <laughs> and now he's going to try to do battlestar galactica the movie yes um so here's here's my question if cbs who's nbc who's developing the tv show right now is this connected to the TV show? Uh, because that's what they need to be doing. Um, we got a great Battlestar show. We had already had a great Battlestar show. The old one's even good. So don't do the same thing again. Let's let's build something new. I would like to see this movie connect to the show. I'd love it. 
Yeah, we don't know if it's connected to the old show, to the new show, or the new new show. Right. I heard the new new show is actually somehow connected to the middle show, the good, the best show. Okay. Well, I guess we'll find out. Very, very, um, very excited. I do enjoy very, some of the no Time to Die, the James Bond movie that's supposed to come out in a couple weeks, uh, which isn't, uh, is maybe at one point being shopped around to the streaming services to the tune of $600 million. They've already sunk $250 million into it production-wise and the little bit of advertising that they're supposed to do. It's supposed to come out in April of next year now. Um, what do you think? I mean, that just seems like an insane amount of money. It is right. It's a. It's it's as if they're just saying, "Take the money. We're we need to sell this to you because this is what we would have made." Okay, well, guess what? Regal is out of business now. Um, Cineworld they're not out of business. Out of, they're just, they are. They're all going out of business, man. This is this is what's ha- this. They blamed, they blamed MGM for this. They said, "Stop putting these dates on movies." Because then we set these unreal expectations that they're going to come out. We stay open. We're wasting all this money. It's it's a mess. So this co- these companies need to say six hundred million. It's insane, man. I mean, do you need to make that much profit? Make your money like what about four hundred fifty thousand? You know, just whatever. I just think it's just that's that's insane to me, huh? It's, it's just it's just a slap in the face to everybody. It is hundred percent. It is. Um, we'll we'll find out what what happens from it. Not at this point, you know. I wouldn't exp- I wouldn't be surprised if most of twenty twenty slate ends up on twenty twenty one streaming services. <laughs> um, and then finally, in dystopian news, uh, more than what we're living through, V for Vendetta is coming back to select theaters. Uh, this Friday, uh, the 30th, um, and includes a new conversation between um, James McTeague and and Lana Wachowski, I believe. Yes. Uh, to kind of just talk about how, like, the state of the world that we're in now compared to the state of the world of V for Vendetta, and here we are. <laughs> Same thing. That's where it's we are. Crazy. It's crazy. I mean, it's across the board. So many things that we read about growing up being like ha what a what Alan a Moore's is. a psychopath watchman and B for vendetta well <laughs> Alan Moore is a, more of a psychopath after the fact than he correct. was then correct correct <laughs> so yeah like... um but let's go over to some good news man what's going on yeah. over on uh, gaming side of things well we got uh what do we got just a, just over 2 weeks now until 2 3 weeks yeah now right just uh, just under a month now until PS5 hits on November 12th. Uh, so, I've there have been some unboxing videos for people who have them, so you can uh, check them out on the interwebs. And a lot of a lot of these these comparison how big it is uh, compared to the PS4 and things like that I've seen. But uh, you shared that controller with me today. Uh, how the grip has all the very small uh, PlayStation symbols in there, which is cool. Uh, so a lot of attention to detail there. Yeah, you know, it's just getting me more hyped for it. Um, it is massive, but, you know, who cares? <laughs> you know, 
make room. It's coming. You want it. And hopefully one of you guys, or sorry, you guys listening, guys or gals, um, got your hands on it if, uh, you know, see what's going on with it. But, yeah, I can't wait. I liked, I did like, however, though those, pl- uh, the plates that you can put on them change the color. Uh, yeah, I'm going to order those once yeah, they do like geek ones. Yeah, I need to, I need to show that to my wife because she's like, yeah, it's white because, you know, matching all the colors and stuff. Um, but yeah, I thought that was cool. So. I mean, if you really wanted to go crazy, you could just spray paint it. No, I never do that. <laughs> That's how I get. That's how I get paint inside my PS5. <laughs> yeah, probably leave it to the professionals. Um, oh, to nobody's surprise, um, Cyberpunk 2077 got delayed once again uh, to 2077. Right? Oh, right, December. Right. Yes, that's what I meant. Um, uh, but yeah, no, it's December. Um, so whatever. I'm. I canceled my pre-order because I'm waiting for that PS5 version. Honestly, I want all the features um, possible with the next-gen system. As much as I want to play this game, I can wait because I have plenty of stuff to play at launch. Um, anything to say about that? Samesies. Yeah. <laughs> That's it, man. <laughs> but if you are looking to uh, fill that cyberpunk void in your life, uh, we came across a cool game. Uh, I was in our inbox uh coming out today uh, it's called ghost runner uh and it's a first person shooter you run around in a cyber punk world um i that's my joke is hey why wait when you can play this game uh i think it's like 30 bucks uh on most systems and then it comes out for switch in november yeah it's um it's gotten like ridiculously good reviews on steam right now like they're calling it a mix between um mirror's edge and dishonored Mm. uh which like hello like the trailer looks crazy i mean admittedly um and i don't know if it i think it has the free ps5 upgrade so um it's gonna be a game that i definitely play i don't know if i need it right this second being two weeks away from the ps5 but uh, it is a game that I want to play because it looks really cool. Yeah, it's just one to keep on the list when it goes yep. down in price, whatever. Um, but yes, it does. It does have a PS5 upgrade. You are correct. So, um, but what time is it? Pursuit of plastic time. <gasps> All right, toy enthusiasts, uh, let's talk a little bit about toy news and what's coming soon. Uh, first up, Lego. Lego Ideas has revealed a pretty epic uh, Sesame Street set. Uh, Lego Idea- Ideas is well known for bringing our favorite geeky things that may have may have not gotten a you know Lego license, uh, you know, full one, and gotten a lot of cool sets. So you get one here and there from you know tons in the past from ghostbusters to back to the future but this one's pretty cool uh you got your sesame street building of course and then all the characters out on sesame street and it's just it looks like a lot of fun to build um it hits november 1st 120 dollars yeah it's uh 
it's filled with nostalgia and I really like it and it's super cute and I won't pay $120 for it, but I can understand why you would. He's not talking about me. He's about you. Um, <laughs> next up, McFarlane um, is coming back to dominate the toy world. Thankfully. Thank you. Um, and so a few, uh, actually a couple new uh, licenses were announced, uh, both Princess Bride and both Avatar, the Airbender, and the Korra. It's Korra, right? Um, Legend of Korra, yeah. Legend of Korra uh, will be getting the figure treatment from the McFarland people. Yeah, it's, um, you know, he's never left McFarland, but he seems to be taking away some licenses that DST would have gotten. Well, DST has Airbender, so curious you know i don't think diamond dst is i think i always think of uh neca right as more of their direct competition um that like when mcfarland kind of disappeared because neca started to take over all those licenses and doing the horror figures and then that's really what i was buying for a while but now i'm very kind of disenfranchised with neca and now the todd father's back to save me so Hell yeah. I'm very happy that Tom McFarlane has has been very aggressive in, in picking up these licenses. And I can't wait for more because it seems like every freaking day something is uh, being announced by the guy. Yeah. And uh, very exciting. Going. Exactly. So let's talk about it. Um, he has a DC multiverse uh, uh, li- license. And so what better thing? Uh, we knew that the last night on Earth was getting a was getting a set, but they didn't really announce who the build a figure was. It's a massive Bane one. Uh, not the Bane that most people are used to. There's been some kind of, you know, a little bit of argument here or there online, but it's the Bane from the comic that has the scarecrow draped over him so that you'll be able to reenact that with the figures. Um, he's huge. Uh, and, they articulated. With, <laughs> and articulated. Um, they showed the Robin, that, and he's wider than that, that Robin toy is. I mean, the Robin toy is probably like five and a half, to six inches but he's it's a massive massive figure and um that whole set will be mine yeah it's a you know i i see him at target and for twenty dollars i'm sorry it's 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 a really hard hard thing to pass up (laughs) at that price point that articulation i opened up my bat girl i know you're not a fan of it but it is beautiful man it's a really cool figure and the packaging was done really well. Um, you know, you got like a little collectible card. You've got a stand. You've got a couple accessories. So I don't know. I was like for 20 bucks and it looks like this like and it's super articulated. I can put that girl in all of her bat poses. It's pretty badass. I just like to give you a hard time about things. Um, I'm also more of a uh, Burnside I know fan, you're a Burnside so, fan, which is coming my way. Finally, it's been in your basement. For so long. <laughs> but um. The th- those figures, her, the Nightwing, uh, they came in at a $25 price point at first. And I was always like, what was the difference between those and the $20 ones? Um, kind of weird, right? Um, but now they're, yeah. they're kind of back down to that. But yeah, um, also revealed uh, he'll be doing injustice figures. So get ready for all of those. Yeah, those that's an endless, endless 
amazing list that I can't even get into unless it's like Black Canary or something. I would love a variant where Batman uh, has a bloody hand through the Joker. Literally that's, starting off the injustice line. That's Superman. Your that, sorry, yeah, yeah, Superman. Superman, uh, Joker, two-pack. It's the Superman we deserve. It is. Um, so today, two, uh, two McFarlane things went up for pre-order on Target. Uh, both are sold out. Uh, the Earth 2 Batman, the Thomas Wayne from... Flashpoint uh, was a very desired figure. I got one, uh, luckily. And they are coming out with the weird variant with like an anime looking at it. I was very confused by, by I haven't really looked at it enough to make a judgment, but it did kind of look weird. I was also kind of turned off by the fact that it wasn't included in just the, why do you got to do a variant without the head? That's, I don't know. Yeah. Kind yeah. Weird. Um, but that, that and also the Nightwing uh, the Nightwing from the New 52 with his red uniform versus the Red Hood two-pack, which is supposed to be a wider release uh, that did sell out on Target as well. But keep an eye out for that one if you guys are interested. The Red Hood looks awesome. I'm I'm, I'm not a huge fan of that red look. I do like the blue for Nightwing, so I'm not going to get this one because um, I know we'll get a Red Hood later down down the line single. So, yeah. uh, But you got to look out for that. That's supposed to go wide at some point. Uh, maybe just as on Target to begin with. Uh, next up in Mezco news, uh, the Static Six. Uh, we kind of we got to look at those, right? It was uh, their new kind of like their statue line, right? Yeah, that. Uh, yes, I. You know, personally, not interested, but you know, something for everybody. Well, that's the thing. It's like um, DST does it right, and they do it at a price point which is. Most statues are are unreachable the price point for most people, right? So it's kind of interesting that um, that we're seeing pretty good quality products at at a you know like hundred dollar less price point. And I think that's I think that's pretty awesome. Um, what the reveal was for uh, the Mez, at Mezcon, which was you know just we're dating ourselves a little bit right now, but uh, it was a predator statue. And yeah, so it'll yeah. be interesting to see. Yeah, exactly. It'll be interesting to see where they go with this line since we know the licenses they have uh, and just exactly how popular it is. So um, next up, I, the MezcoCon was kind of a weird. It, was, it wasn't awesome. It wasn't a letdown either um, because mostly because of this figure. Uh, it's the figures that nobody asked for. Not really, but... Nobody would have expected when you're expecting other things from Mezco to make and you've been waiting for so long for certain characters. But then they put out things like Constantine and this Dr. Fate figure. Uh, both figures I'm like, I want. And I, I'm like, wow, this is pretty awesome. And it looks great. But at the same time, it's like, you guys going to do Robin at any point here? Seriously. I mean, you know, I, yeah. <laughs> it looks great. And I'm happy that that figure exists. Especially when you can kind of start assembling your your Justice League Dark kind of cast, you know, coming along there. But yeah, no, it's it's funny you said that because I remember when Mezco was doing their Marvel figures at first, and it was mostly like Marvel Knights, so yeah. they get the rights to these the darker characters, which is fine by me. Uh, just just make me a Swamp Thing, please. <laughs> yup. 
Uh, Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw Massacre was also revealed uh, and goes for pre-order tomorrow, Wednesday, October 28th. Uh, depending on when you listen to this, it'll probably be... It's it's a wide release, so you'll probably be able to get it. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, Migo put out that one for 20 bucks. Looks pretty cool, actually, for 20 bucks. Um, granted, the Mezco one's going to be better, but I I personally don't like that movie so uh, not for me yeah me neither me neither but you do like this movie um creature from the black lagoon is getting a one six scale action figure by mondo um so that's looks pretty awesome comes in green color but it also comes in a silver screen variant uh which is basically the black and white uh so that's pretty neat and what I like about these, they are giant action figures. Uh, so if you compare them to like a hot toy or anything like that, they're, it just it feels more like a real, it feels more like a toy. So it's, and they're durable, um, and they're just they're a neat they're they're neat they're neat one six scale figure for that price point. I would say I like it. Yeah, I um. Uh, it's hard not to just open up my wallet. <laughs> and and I saw, like, if you buy both, you get a discount. And I'm like, you sons of bitches. <laughs> Why? Just like, you know, I send it to to my cousin, Chris Seaver. Like, that's his favorite um, ever. And he has, like, a whole shrine devoted to the creature. And um, he was like, Why now? You know? <laughs> right before Christmas and everything else. Ugh, ugh. Anyway. Maybe that's Pay- why. <laughs> payment plans. Payment plans. I did tell him the payment plan. I did tell him that. Sure. Um, next up, Hot Toys revealed Django Fett. Who? Yeah, I mean, this should have happened probably a while ago. It did. Sideshow made an ugly one. Um, yeah, but yeah. They made all those ugly ones. But uh, Hot Toys is making Django Fett. Whatever, I got I got enough Django Fett stuff. I don't need to spend $300 on it. But... If you're that's if you're into that kind of Mando fake Mando stuff, it might be for you. Yeah, if you're into boring purple Mandos who get beheaded in one movie, then yeah, sure. Why exactly. this is the figure for you? Exactly. I mean, it's not like fake Mandos. Yeah. I mean, it's not like every sweet clone didn't come out of his blood or anything. But yeah, <laughs> but I'd rather just get Rex. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> the best version of it. <laughs> oh, I am. Um, uh. And finally, uh, today today is Tuesday, ten twenty seven. Yesterday was Mando Monday, and man, it was quite the Mando Monday. Um, it was probably the most reveals and releases that they they've they've put out since the beginning of of this whole initiative leading up to the Mandalorian season two. Uh, they dropped they dropped a couple more of the, the vintage collection figures of Moff Gideon and um, and the armor. And I'm I'm a big TVC fan, so I picked up both of those. Um, they put out um, exclusives of the six-inch uh, Mando and Beskar with the with the baby uh, deluxe pack sold out on Target immediately. They put up the, t- the vintage collection version of that on Walmart. It's still up. I got that. Um, they released they released uh revealed the retro collection which looks amazing i ordered that because i love i i was like your your cousin and i had a discussion about it and he's like you don't get these i'm like 
no. And he's like, yeah. I was like, what is the real size difference? And he showed me and they're not that bad. So I have them off Tarkin from the board game, which I, I love because I was using Oh, right. Yeah. I didn't yeah. have it. He was never made. Right. And I was yeah, using exactly. it for, uh, for displays. And so now they released the, the whole Mando crew, like the whole Mando lineup. And when you got like um, Carl Weathers and Moff Gideon with that classic, like plastic looking cape. Like, well, Mando's uh, got the cape too. Yeah, they all have like that. Cl- I loved, I love it. And so I broke down and ordered the case of it. So <laughs> I have to, I have to go to counseling. <laughs> uh, I am glad for you. Thank you. <laughs> Oh but no, God. it's 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 awesome. Um, very excited for all this this cool Mando stuff. Very excited for the Mando to return um, this Friday, ten thirty. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, super super pumped up for that. So where where can you find us, Chris? Uh, you can find us at don'tforgetatowel.com, a uh, little website uh with the with some indie news happening uh, also the landing page for defect comics and our podcast network which is you know incorporates this show and also star warriors uh a star wars roundtable discussion with our favorites looking scruffy looking nerf herders yeah that that is all those places um again thank you guys for donating or pledging to uh the pursuit of plastic comic stay tuned for more defect comics news coming up uh especially as we get closer to 2021 we can start making some date announcements and thanks for everyone who's been listening to the podcast for 182 episodes and now 183 183 it's crazy yeah this is casey saying uh go read some comics And this is Chris saying, don't forget a towel.